Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the DynastySportsEmpire.com podcast network. Dare I say, the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 33, we wrap up the Olympics. We start our NFL previews with the AFC and NFC Easts. And we start a college football previews. Can't forget about college football um, with the ACC. Very exciting stuff there. Um, as always, you can email us at dsethepodcast at gmail.com, at dsepodcast on Twitter, dsethepodcast on Instagram. And as always, rate and review us with five stars on Apple Podcasts to help other people find us. If you give us a five-star review, we will read it on the pod. That's a guarantee. All right. With all of that out of the way. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman. Alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who did not name himself the new host of Jeopardy, Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. No, so have you followed that that whole saga? I was I was following it, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because it's it's kind of fascinating to me in that let's let's give a little bit of color back um, for people who don't follow this Jeopardy drama closely. Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Mike Richards is the executive producer of Jeopardy. Yes. He held this whole thing where Aaron Rodgers, LeVar Burton, all of these people were hosting Jeopardy for a week just to see who should be the next host. After right. Alex there have been probably a dozen guest hosts right. that have had right. two week runs each, except yeah. for Ken Jennings, who I believe was on for three, but nevertheless. Okay. Yeah. 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 So after all that, I, he was one of the, guest hosts too as well he think, was the right? first one after okay. Ken Jennings yeah okay so after all of these people he then names himself the new permanent host of Jeopardy uh, it seems a little fishy that he can just go ahead and say this reminds me of just to pull it back to sports a little bit um, when the um, 76ers a few years ago they had um, Jerry Colangelo as their president of basketball operations and they did a quote-unquote very thorough search and they had 48 candidates and in the end they named jerry's son brian the gm of the 76ers so this smells a little bit like that to me am i right am i wrong so there's a few there's a lot of a lot of facets to this um yeah so i i don't think he's the one that's making the the decision um i i think that that's probably being made at a larger like network level. Um, he's as, as far as I know, he's relatively new to Jeopardy. He has, I think, also produced The Price Is Right um, and another game show, along with now apparently Wheel of Fortune. Um, but also today, um, it was announced that it isn't just um, Mike Richards. They're actually gonna do two hosts did you did you am i breaking news to you here no i think i just read that when i was looking up stuff about mike richards yeah yeah so um i think her name is pronounced mayim balik i think that's how you say bialik Um, Bialik. Bialik. okay so blossom um also big bang theory big bang theory yeah um also um filming a movie currently in Northeastern New Jersey um, and posts Instagram uh, posts about all the cool food that is in (laughs) that region of the country, by the way. Um, 
But yeah, so she is also going to, they're going to dual host somehow. And I guess my thoughts on this, like, it sounds like, and it, I guess I'll use Jeopardy James because, you know, he uh, he put it real well on Twitter a little bit ago. He said, so maybe now Jeopardy will allow contestants to answer two final Jeopardy answers. Um, and if the first one gets some public backlash, they can go with the second one. <laughs> Which I thought was well, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe from reading it that Miami Bialik will, they'll have like a kind of a, a Jeopardy, primetime Jeopardy or something. They're, they're, uh, they are expanding the Jeopardy empire to more than just uh, late afternoon Jeopardy program. Because that's when Jeopardy is usually on, right? So, yeah. So apparently it's called, I didn't know this until like I got YouTube TV and it like has the name of the actual like TV program it's called daytime jeopardy. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, okay. even though it's on, you know, actually great question. When is jeopardy on for you? I was guessing like five o'clock. I have no idea. So it's on at seven 30 here in Massachusetts. It's on at wow. seven, um, in New Jersey, which is, hmm. I always thought was interesting because I theoretically my parents could, you know, record it and then like, yeah text me all the answers uh before yeah they, they could look really smart right, they could exactly. they, they could be like let's watch jeopardy together and they would know all the answers exactly um yeah. no i don't know if i'm if i'm her and you know i've got she's got like a burgeoning um uh, uh like directing career that she's uh that she's getting into um so you know she's obviously got the phd um she's been a successful actress um in a couple shows now and now she's getting into directing i i feel like i i don't know i don't know how the negotiations went but if it was indeed as it seems that it leaked that mike richards was going to get the get the post and they like doubled back because of the of the backlash if i were her i'd be like guys i i don't need you like I got my own. I, I got enough stuff going on, so I, I, I hope that's not the case because I, I, I thought she was a great host. Um, she was definitely in my, in my top, uh, my top tier. Um, so I, I'm excited that she'll have an opportunity. I hope that you know. I didn't, I didn't know about this like spinoff series thing or expanding the empire as you called it. Um, I hope that she's the one that hosts like you know the normal Jeopardy show because she was awesome. Uh, but if I'm her and it feels like I'm getting this like as a secondhand offer because, uh, you know, the backlash of picking the executive producer, then I don't know. I, I, I feel like I would almost be like, yeah, I'm good, guys. I don't I don't need this. But yeah, I'm- well, I, I think about it, I guess, similar for for a certain subset of people. Jeopardy is kind of like. Uh, a huge thing for you as well. Yeah, I'm I am right? in that subset, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I think about it kind of like how you think about an NFL head coach. There's 32 of those jobs. Yeah. The the ability to turn down like you just can't turn down one of those jobs. Right. Jeopardy right? is is Jeopardy is right. there's one and now there's two. I guess it's the mount. It's on the Mount Rushmore of of television game shows. Right. So I guess if somebody says to whomever you, you're incredibly busy. You have all these things, but Hey, do you want to host Jeopardy? It seems like she's in a host sometimes primetime ones, whatever. Like I, I, 
I think it would be hard for people to say no. And I don't blame her for saying yes, right? Even if it if it's kind of a backlash induced thing, you know what? You're one of the two. You're one of the three people that's ever hosted Jeopardy, right? Yeah. Officially. So I, I, I you know, uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think it's hard for somebody to say no to that because there's only two, there's only one of those jobs. There's only two of those jobs. So, um, you know, once you've got it, you got it, you know? And, and I, I guess I'll reiterate, like, I thought she was great. Like I, I have, you know, I, I don't count Ken Jennings because, um, I don't think he was ever like, cause he's got that other game show that him and Jeopardy James and, and Brad like host, uh, called the chase, um, which is a terrible show, but it sucks me in every time. Like I, kept it <laughs> um, but so I, I don't count him as one of the possibilities. So I would have put her in the top three with, um, with Aaron Rodgers. um, uh, Mayim, and then I don't know. I'm I'm into Joe Buck. Like Joe Buck's doing. Wow. A, a, have you watched? Uh, no. Maybe it's just because there's this guy on now that's been on for like two weeks or two and a half weeks, and he like is just slaughtering every opponent. It's ridiculous. Um, he ended like I, I watched on Monday, and he ended uh, the Jeopardy round with like sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> like the first Jeez. round. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think like both both other people were like two hundred and in the red. So this guy is, uh, is, is crushing it. His name's Matt. Um, so maybe like they have a little kind of fun rapport. Um, but he's, you know, Joe, Buck. we, but I think you like Joe Buck also, yes. um, because while most of the people know Joe Buck from his national announcing, we've been fortunate enough to hear him, um, do a couple of Cardinals games. Well, he, he was the Cardinals um, lead play-by-play announcer for many years before he got the national um, gig. So, and, and now when he like he he from time to time will do the Fox Sports or it hasn't in a while, but he right. used to like from time to time do the Fox Sports broadcast of the Cardinals games, and he's just like a he's just a fun a fun guy, and I I, I like him. I like his podcast. Uh, it's called Daddy Issues that he has, um, which is you know I, I think a fun podcast, and he he seems like a like a good personable um and also like vulnerable guy and um yeah I, so I'm, I'm a fan of joe buck but I, I guess he also was never really in it for the uh for the permanent job um right he he might actually be somebody that is too busy to actually say yes to the jeopardy hosting because so, he is the lead announcer for nfl he's the lead announcer for baseball he you know pops in on cardinals games like right. he's got a lot of stuff going on now Aaron Rodgers, I remember like either, either it was a tweet or it was um, in an article said that the Jeopardy filming season is only like 40 something days. Really? Yeah. So they I guess they film a bunch of episodes in a given day and they only do, you know, so that what there's five days a week, you know, so however many episodes they they do that are new and i know that they like haven't uh like they typically don't do new shows at, at a certain point like they do have a season um but like yeah he, i remember he was actually contemplating that he could be an nfl quarterback and host jeopardy at the same time wow okay well um, it, it, that that nfl at least has a long off season 
Right. Um, Joe Buck. That, yeah. That helps with that. Joe Buck has other, other things that he does during yeah. the off season, which. And, and would, uh, I think like those guys, like, you know, it probably doesn't, we probably don't even know. <laughs> I just said that as if we were like, you know, um, announcers ourselves. Um, like, <laughs> we probably don't even know what goes into like the production of right. a single NFL primetime. Um, well, I guess not primetime, but like, you know, the, the 425 game of yep. the week spot. Um, they probably work all week for that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. There's interviews. There's, I mean, there's travel, there's interviews, there's, um, you know, prep. The, pre- I'm sure the, the prep, like to not mess up anybody's name. Just in, uh, at, like at the very I just least, messed up. Very I just messed up the new Jeopardy host name. Like, you know, it, it's. I guess it, it's incredible. I'm sure what effort they put into. So he probably was never going to be in it to to be the actual host. But I don't know. Mike Richards didn't. You know, doesn't doesn't get me out of bed in the morning, so to speak. Uh, um, Blossom does, and you know, she. I thought she was great, um, and I, I guess I am excited that uh, she is in some way going to be involved. There you go. All right. So, so what, what do we do? Just 15 minutes on Jeopardy? Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a, just a quick, just a quick 15 on Jeopardy. Yeah, That's all right. No big. I, like it, it's a fascinating, uh, you know, kind of, uh, handing of the baton, so to speak, to, to start our transition to the Olympics between somebody who's hosted it for so long and yeah. been kind of a cultural icon. And then like, what has happened next has been kind of like chaotic and that's always um, interesting for sure. And and Uh, there's a lot of like backlash, I guess everyone liked the reading rainbow guy. Yeah. LeVar Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I, I I didn't see any of those episodes, but um, I I know that he was well, well received. um, And that was part of like the, the possible slight that they, they slighted him and, Right. Anyway, yeah. So you're right. It, it is fascinating the the yeah. inside baseball of all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So speaking of inside baseball, we've got some baseball in the Olympics. Obviously, um, we're gonna wrap up the Olympics as the uh, closing ceremonies was now just like three or four days ago. Yep. Um, so you know, we promised it last week. We got to give. We got to start with the modern pentathlon recap. So are you ready? Uh, let's, let's do it. I, I learned some things that I did not, well, obviously I didn't even know what the modern pentathlon was, but then once I learned what it was, I learned even more, um, about the craziness of this event, but go ahead. Yeah. So let the record show number one, that we were talking about the modern pentathlon last week before everybody got into the drama with the modern pentathlon. So let the record show, go ahead and listen last week. We were talking about it. So go to the videotape. Yeah. We, yeah. Go go Show the tape. So, um, the there, um, so let's just to recap modern pentathlon. There are f- five different events. Two of them are, are together. First is swimming, 200 meter uh, freestyle. There is uh, fencing, where you basically fence each and all of the other competitors. There's like 32. So you do like 31 fencing matches. Yeah. Um, then show jumping. And then the last one is the, amazingly named laser run where you run and also shoot a pistol kind of like the biathlon um, in the winter sports. So um, in the um, women's modern pentathlon um, and in both, actually you're assigned a random horse. How crazy Uh, is that? 
so you, you don't do not, know, it's not your you horse. You've never met this horse before, before 20 minutes before the thing. This whole thing is done on one day. You do all five of these events oh basically on one day. Yeah. Um, you never met this horse before. Uh, you basically just came out of the pool. <laughs> and um, the uh, fireworks were that um, two of the favorites, their horse just refused to jump, didn't jump. So they basically dropped from first to like 31st. Um, and they were out of the medals because their randomly assigned horse decided not to jump over uh, the fence or gates or whatever they're called. So um, there was quite a bit of uh, kerfluffle on that over the Internet um, as they felt like certain um, the German uh, athlete was the one of the ones that was um, dropped from first. And um, the German coach then was suspended for hitting said horse, um, trying to, I guess, motivate the horse. Um, I, we watched the video. I watched the video. I, I don't know if you watched it, Tim, but I, I was expecting Sorry, something. I, my internet just went out like for, did I miss anything? <laughs> That's so weird. Did you just keep going? I just texted I'm you. going. Oh, oh my gosh. All right. But yeah. I, I, I've heard nothing that you said. <laughs> my internet cut out. Okay. Sorry. But I, I, Go, keep going. Sorry. That's that's <laughs> so fine. Wild. That's amazing. Right. That's amazing. I was just talking. I thought you were just like dutifully listening to me. That's great. I would um, have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yes. So the the Germ are we on? We're on the German. Yeah. So the, okay. the German uh, athlete was the mo- the one who got into the most um, trouble because she was like one of the favorites, and the German coach got suspended for punching the horse. Yeah, he hit the horse. Um, yeah. I. I saw the video. I was expecting something like Blazing Saddles, Mongo, like knocking this horse down. Um, but it was more like, you know, obviously you shouldn't hit this horse. Let's, yeah. let's be clear. But um, it was more kind of a, you know, uh, a light a light uh, punch, you know, to, to the an attempt to motivate. Obviously the wrong thing to do and they should get suspended. But um, not a Mongo situation when you see a headline that okay. says German coach suspended for punching horse, right? Um so let, let's go there first. What do you think about the random horse uh, assignment situation? I, I think it's like asking a golfer to just like, I mean, the horse is obviously a living being, but in, in and in this scenario, it is the quote unquote equipment that the athlete is using. So it'd right. be like asking any other athlete to, go use equipment that isn't that they've never used before. Um, and even right, but, more so but, than that, because it's yeah. a, it's a living being that like, exactly. you've yep. never, never met. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I can't imagine riding a horse for the first time. I can't imagine riding a horse. Like, and the <laughs> let's then, start like, there. Yeah. Yeah. But then to ride a horse that you've never ridden before and to, command them in a way that gets them to jump. So I guess that was the thing is that the horse would not, wouldn't jump. Like it just yeah. refused to jump. Yep. yep. I, that is, and I guess everyone is in the same boat, so to speak, but not so really speak, yeah. because each horse is different. So if you get the horse that for whatever reason that day and like, who know, it could, it could have, been for a million reasons why that horse wouldn't have uh didn't want to jump but if you're the one that gets that then you're sort of it's out of your hands 
Right. Uh, and I, yeah, I think they, they, they say that they, you know, part bonding with the horse is part of the challenge of it. But to me, that's baloney because if the horse doesn't want to jump, it's not going to jump. It doesn't matter what you do, right? It's, it is an animal who has some, uh, agency here and if they don't yeah. want to jump, they're not going to jump. So, uh, you know, that part is kind of, uh, I don't know. It, it, when I read that, it was kind of like flabbergasted, like, are you serious? Like you just, you just, you know, randomly get a horse. Um, I, that it, astounds me. The yeah. whole thing is astounding to me. So, um, I'll, I'll pull up the, the results now, but, uh, both, uh, athletes from Great Britain won, uh, the gold medal in the men's and women's. Um, so the, uh, interest, a couple of things that I found interesting, um, uh, on the men's side, um, guy American by the last name of Al Jazeera, El Jazeera, okay. uh, set the Olympic record for the 200 freestyle modern pentathlon, uh, freestyle world, or, uh, Olympic record. So he swung the fastest 200 meter that has been swung. Um, and he ended up coming in, uh, 25th, the American on the women's side came in 22nd. So um got a lot of yeah and i mean uh, to me i think the this combination of events to come in at all yeah. <laughs> to finish at all is an amazing uh feat so i i i think it's just um one of those things that is completely a um you know as you said with the horse like there's only so much you can control um so you know but you, you finished that is really great. And I think that's great. I, I mean, I don't care if they don't win a medal, but I think it uh, is um, is a cool thing. So with this kind of drama, there is some people that are calling for moderate, modernizing the modern pentathlon. That's, so, a, that's a great... Okay. Yeah. So modernizing a, the modern pentathlon. Yeah. I had a couple of ideas. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw it past you. Okay. Okay. So... Um, so it's supposed to, you know, equate kind of a modern soldier, so to speak, right? Uh, the shooting, the running, the swimming, uh, the fencing, right? All of that yeah. kind of makes sense, right? But the modern, uh, you know, uh, soldier isn't riding a horse anymore. Um, so, usually, yeah. so I was thinking they could replace that with go-kart racing, or NASCAR racing, um, F1 style racing, something like Some, that. Something right. where there it's yeah. a machine, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, get get the get the uh, you know um, other animals out of it, out of the competition. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think you know it's a it's a short thing, so I I think I understand why they can't bring their own horse, but um, I mean I think we could probably could probably switch it up a little bit. And, and then you have a super cool thing that, that is like, you know, kind of like the marathon is around the city streets. You can have the modern pentathlon drivers zooming around the city streets. Yeah, go through Tokyo um, streets. Sure. Yeah. Like, like, um, Fast and the Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, you know? Yes. Um, or, or drift cars. That would be, oh, that would be great. So yeah. you can have them drifting around the corner. That would be really fun. Then I think the Americans would start to take it, right? We got guns. We have yeah, cars. fast cars. You know, I, I think... I, I think that would move us up the ranking, certainly. Okay. I Listen, I like your suggestions. I think you should submit them to the uh, 
governing body of modern pentathlons. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look them up. I'm sure they have a suggestion box that people have been filling up now. So um, I will definitely take a look at it. This is the so, most press that the modern pentathlon has probably gotten in a very long time. It really has. And, you know, it was one of those things. It was kind of like the Olympics were kind of cooling down. It was the last weekend. And then there was just a whole bunch of stuff about the modern pentathlon. So um, it was fascinating. And I was definitely fascinated by it, kind of watching the the um, results come in. Um because I didn't stream it because it was on very, very early in the morning. So yeah. And again, and again, they do this all in the same day. They swim, they fence, right. they ride, they ride horses and then they run and shoot guns all in the same day. Um, which to me is, is bananas. Yeah, that, bananas. That, bananas. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 So, um, great athletes, all of them, they all deserve, they all deserve medals. They get medals from us. So that, that's, Certainly, that's really what I, they're done. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't even, envision like riding a horse competitively let alone one that you've never <laughs> met before in your life yeah so i don't yeah. even want to drive it, someone else's car yeah like, you know yeah and, uh, and getting them to jump it's not like you, you're you're trying to get them to run fast right but, jumping yeah. is a whole nother thing right yeah it's just a whole nother layer on top of that so um you know and hey your horse doesn't want to jump doesn't have to jump just don't jump so um, all right. So I'm sure we'll talk about the modern pentathlon again because it is fascinating, but that is the, the wrap for that, for the Olympics. Um, a couple other, uh, Olympic headlines I wanted to talk about. Obviously, um, we talked about Simone Biles, um, last week. Did we talk about her getting a bronze last uh, week? We, we, I, it's, it's we, in our show notes, but I don't yeah. know that we got to it. Um, yeah. But that was that was a cool um, a cool way for her to uh, come on back and finish, and yeah. um, you know that that was exciting and and a nice a nice end to that story. Right, and I think you know she probably also wanted to kind of stick it to the haters maybe a little bit and yeah, say, I'm sure. hey, like like you know, I I, I didn't uh, I didn't take my bags and went home. Uh, I'm still here competing, so good for her. Um, bronze is great especially when you are having a hard time figuring out where you're landing and that, yeah. that beam is about six inches wide. So that was great. Um, uh, Allison Felix. Yes. Um, this is impressive. So she became the most decorated track Olympian, um, which is passing Carl Lewis, which is amazing. But I think her longevity is like basically insane. Cause I looked it up. She, her first Olympics was in 2008. I think it was, and so, I want to say, was she? she I, I think she was in two thousand four. Was she in two thousand four as well? Yeah, but she, she definitely was in Beijing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, an absolute like incredible longevity. Like I just again like another thing that I can't comprehend. Just, she's been in five different Olympics. Yeah, just staying that fit and keep qualifying and keep being in competition for a medal and keep winning medals. Right. Um, which is I, I it's. It's preposterous. I don't understand how it's possible. Um, but I hope now she can get a break and maybe <laughs> take some time and relax. But I know people like that um, yeah, who are they, intense they competitors don't, don't <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't really take to relaxation, but um, hopefully that she can, she can get something. So no, that, it's uh, an incredible, that's an incredible story um, because most people, what have, you know, l lucky enough to get to one, Olympics. Yes. And then, yes. you know, when, when somebody's in 
two or three of them were like, wow, like, because, you know, from two that, like, that's 16 years of, or 17, because it's 2021, 17 years of, of, you know, just being the best at track and field, basically, um, than anyone else in the world, except for right. 17 years. And and she was going up against athletes who were half uh, half her age, probably half her half her age, and barely born when she was in the first Olympics. Right, because so, she's thirty five. Um, yeah, so there's like twenty, you know, um, tw- you know, twenty years old year olds who were like three when she was in her first Olympics. So, right, um, a lot of uh, just incredible uh, longevity, it's which a I very really cool, very cool story. And we, you know, I, I think, you know, we follow the Olympics very closely for two weeks. It's nice to see the same for us as, as viewers to see this. It's nice, nice to learn about new people, but it's nice to see the same people over and over again because, you know, oh, that's Katie Ledecky, right? Yeah. She's been in a couple Olympics now. That's Allison Felix. That, you know, when Usain Bull was was dominating the Olympics, it was good to see him back and back and back. Um, so um, that's always a good a good kind of a touchstone every four years to see those those same people again. Um, speaking of the same people again, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week about USA basketball. However, they did, they struggled early on. They struggled in their, in their pre Olympics, um, kind of exhibitions. Um, but in the end, both the men and the women, uh, took home gold. The women were basically, uh, the women's basketball is more like the dream team. Uh, than anybody else because they have the best 10 to 12 players in the world in the all world, on the same yeah. team and they just steamrolled everybody um the usa men have have a little bit uh closer competition um so in my opinion especially with their struggles early on i thought it was quite impressive how they um kind of came through that and ended up beating france again they lost to france in the first game yep. they beat france it was a very um mighty duxian uh, <laughs> uh circular thing right the 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 team that they lost to at the beginning, they come back and beat at the end. So I, I thought it was quite impressive that they kind of pulled it all together, um, especially with some players just coming off the NBA finals. So, yeah, um, those are, uh, like you said, the, the women's story, they, they just, just dominated. Um, I, I, I caught a, a touch of uh, that gold medal game and it was, it really wasn't close. Yeah, and they they were playing Japan, a team that's not necessarily known for their basketball prowess. Um, so, you know, I, and I don't know. Like, obviously, there's not another um, country yet that has built up their women's basketball um, right development program um, like the U.S. has at yeah. all. So, um, so that that was great to see. Obviously, the U.S. men still have the probably the best player in the tournament with Kevin Durant. So um, they leaned on Kevin Durant just like the Brooklyn Nets did, and they came through. So that was great. <laughs> and, and this time, this time it, it, it worked out. This time he had a few more players who were yeah, a few, a, a lot less injured. Uh, yeah, he didn't have so to do it were, all by himself. All the yeah, time. exactly. So um, good for them. Good for the USA. I was definitely, you know, uh, with our conversation yesterday, I was like, oh, should I be rooting for the underdog France? But I was definitely rooting for the US. Um, in this case, because I think they're they have a little bit more of interesting story this year because they were so maligned at the beginning in the exhibitions and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So, so that that gave them a little bit of uh, more interest, shall we say, um, going into it. 
All right. Anything else on the Olympics, Tim? Did you have anything else? No. Uh, you... Um, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it nearly as much as I have in the past. Um, which I guess is a, a trend all the way around the ratings that sounds like weren't, uh, weren't great, but I, I did enjoy, you know, those, those moments where you just flip on and you're watching beach volleyball, you know, which is just not something that, that you get to do on a normal, uh, on a normal day. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of the ratings may have been, um, part of the problem is when it's all the way across the world, right? Um, yeah. 2016, the Summer Olympics were in Rio, which is a much closer time zone, um, maybe just an hour plus or minus the East Coast. Um, so a lot of things were held live, whereas you get a push alert based on the gymnastics results right. in the morning, and then it's going to be 12 hours until it, it's on it airs, like, yeah. network TV. So I think when it, when it gets like that, I think they can get um, it's just hard, right? Because everybody lives on the internet now. Everybody has a phone that pushes them alerts. So there's there's no kind of um, Jerry Seinfeldian sitting in a, a bubble and not knowing the result. Right. <laughs> um, can't really do that, right? So that I think you know, I think that hurts our ratings and it, it hurts probably our enjoyability of it. But you you know, it it's often halfway around the world. That's just it's it's a world thing. So that, that's that true. Happens. Yeah. So um, bringing us back home, we are about four weeks or so from the beginning of the NFL season. Um, so what I wanted to do here over the next four episodes, including this one, um, was kind of uh, set up some previews of the NFL, um, going division by division. So um, I wanted to go ahead and start with the East divisions, AFC East, NFC East. So what I'll do here, Tim, is um, if you're ready, I, yeah. I'll throw it. I'll throw it to you for uh, the top line. Uh, you know your t- your first thoughts on uh, the division, and then I can give some you know some numbers and and then my kind of breakdown uh, of the division. I guess. Okay. Um, we can we can go. You can go into any teams you want, like loose format. No. Uh, okay. No restrictions. So let's let's start. Um, let's start with the AFC East. Let's go. Uh, your New York Jets are in there. So what's your what's your thoughts about the AFC East this year? So it looks like it's the Buffalo Bills are the um, are the team to beat. Um, you've got uh, the other three teams are potentially going to be starting um, either a rookie quarterback or a second year quarterback in the in the case of um, of Miami. Um, you've got, you know, you still have a relatively new coach in, um, in Miami, the jets have a new coach. Um, so there's, you know, and then of course the Patriots have Bill Belichick, but they've got the, um, you know, the questions at quarterback. So if if it's going to be Cam Newton, Mac Jones, um, so I guess you got to look at the Buffalo bills as, um, as sort of the, the team to beat there. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Buffalo Bills are minus 150 favorites. So you have to give the sports book $1.50 to uh, win a dollar. Yeah, if, if they win, Miami Dolphins are um, plus 350. The Patriots are plus 350. And your Jets are plus 25. 
hundred, so twenty-five to one to win the division. Put so. a couple shekels on that right now, Jeff. <laughs> Reap the benefits later. Um, I, I think you know it's it's cool to kind of look back at what the Buffalo Bills did. Uh, they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and then they went and gave him the tools and the weapons um, to be successful and put him in a, in a situation that, um, that he could be successful. And he's become a – did, did he just also – am I making this up? Did he just sign a massive contract extension? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. big one. So, you know, they they kind of had a they, – they've got it figured out. Um, and you can only – like if you're, you know, a team of a perpetual – or a team that's perpetually looking for a quarterback like I am, um, you just hope that they follow that model and put the, the pieces in place to, um, to make things happen. So I, I don't think that the Jets are going to – uh, are going to uh, be in competition to win the division at all. Um, I do think they will be better than. Well, what's the over under for for their wins? I wonder. Okay, um, that's a good question. I'll, I'll look that up. Is it? I'm guessing it's like four and a half or something. I I see them being better than that. Um, I, I I like a lot of what's coming out with uh, um, uh, Coach uh, Salah. Um, and uh, it, it seems like there's a real good environment there. Um, obviously, there'll be growing pains with uh, with the rookie quarterback, but uh, Robert Salah looks like the real deal, which is cool. Yeah. So the Jets are uh, six is the line over oh. or under six is the line. So um, keep in mind, seventeen games this year. So yeah. that would be six and eleven would be the line. I, there. I'll so. give them seven and ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's quite possible. I mean, you know, uh, home games against New England, home games against you know, and I haven't looked at their I haven't looked at their whole schedule, but obviously, um, New England and Miami are, are beatable teams for sure. Um, and as we talked about uh, Buffalo, I think you were right, is that they kind of built it the right way. They had a had a quarterback on a rookie contract who was playing above his contract, and they that allowed them to have the money to go out and get Stefan Diggs from Minnesota yes. to be that number one weapon. And they they seem to and Josh Allen again checks another box for me, right? Where he's a running quarterback, he can run, so you have to account for him for the defense. And number three, they have kind of a uh, a bunch of different running backs, right? They have Singletary, they have Moss, they have a, you know they had. Um, LaShawn McCoy for a little bit, like they just kind of will throw running backs at the problem. They have, you know, big guys, little guys, whatever guys who can catch. Um, But Josh Allen obviously is a big part of their offense. So they um, check a lot of the uh, team building boxes or, or the team design boxes that I look for. And obviously Buffalo in the winter is a tough place to play. Yep. So, uh, teams like Miami, teams like, um, you know, from the West Coast, you know, the Rams and, and the Chargers coming there in the winter yeah, in, December. Uh, yeah. in December and January, right? If they're hosting playoff games, right. it makes it really, really tough on them. So um, they have a big advantage there if they can get some home field advantages in the playoffs and, and late into the season. So um, one more thing on the AFC East before we move on there is I'd say the the player – to uh, look out for is um, Elijah Moore on the Jets 
that guy is going to be really good. So wide receiver, uh, wide receiver, right? second round draft pick. Um, I want to say maybe you went to Ole Miss. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yep. He's the guy that um, that uh, they it might have even been their rivalry game. He scored a touchdown, did the dog peeing touchdown celebration. They got flagged 15 yards. They missed the PAT and they lost by one. Um, (laughs) So he's that, that's what he's, you know, I guess known for, but he's also known for uh, apparently being fast, crazy fast and an incredible route runner. Everything I'm hearing out of, uh, out of the jets camp right now, or reading out of the Jets camp right now is that he is legit. Um, and and will will open some eyes. So look okay, out for go. look out for Elijah Moore. If you're in one of those uh, dynasty leagues. Go absolutely. out and grab him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he he's going about the you know uh, ten or twelve I think range in in rookie drafts. So yeah, definitely definitely grab him in the first round if you need him. Um, so over to the NFC East. Obviously, uh, we have the. Dallas Cowboys, Washington football team, New York Giants, and Philadelphia Eagles. Tim, what is your thoughts on this one? Well, um, I didn't watch Hard Knocks, um, which ah, I said I, I didn't. Did I didn't either. I said okay. I'd do it, and I didn't do it either. All right, we'll, so we'll, we'll save that one. We'll save that. We got one. that. Yeah, that's almost yeah. Better to like wait a couple weeks and, and watch you know two in a row maybe. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to like the Cowboys, um, in this, uh, in this division, um, with Dak Prescott coming back, hopefully for them, Ezekiel Elliott has a bounce back year. Um, and you get to really see, um, how they were intended, you know, to be built last year, uh, but this year. Um, so I think they're the favorites. I don't know. Um, what what to expect quite honestly out of the other three teams um lots of quarterback questions all around really um so i i don't um i i don't know you're closer to the action in philadelphia and what they're what they're thinking um so you can you can chime in on on that but i i just don't know that there's enough stability in the rest of those in the other teams. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll talk about the, Eagle, well, I'll talk about the Eagles first. Um, you could tell me that they went 11 and seven and I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, nope. 10 and seven. Yeah. I'm still going to, it's going to take me a while to get to, used to the uh, 17 game thing. Um, and you could tell me that they went like two and 15 and I wouldn't be surprised. I think there are so there's such a high range of outcomes um, especially cause they have a quarterback in Jalen hurts. That's, that's kind of a little bit of an unknown. Um, they played him a bit last year and he was pretty good. Um, but again, their defense was bad. They had a lot of injuries. Um, so I could see a world in which Jalen hurts is a star. Um, Devonta Smith is a star and they put it all together in offense and the, and the old guys give it one more run on defense and they make the playoffs. But I can equally see the other side of the coin where, uh, Devonta Smith doesn't take off because of injuries or whatever. Jalen Hurts is not great, and the old guys continue to stay injured on the defense, and they don't put it together at all. Um, so 
their their range of outcomes for the Eagles is is quite large in my opinion. Um, the Giants, I don't I don't see a lot there. Uh, Daniel Jones, we haven't seen much from at all. Um, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan. I, I don't like Kadarius Tony, who they picked in the first round. I think they wanted Devonta Smith, and um, they took somebody who was kind of like, uh, you know, uh, poor man's Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um, and their defense wasn't great last year. And I mean, it all, all comes down to Daniel Jones. I mean, he's not. They have Saquon Barkley, who is great he's, if he's, he's on your fantasy team. But again, he's hurt a lot. Yeah, perpetually um, hurt. You know, I. I, I don't know what to expect from him. He probably is going to have some good games fantasy wise, but again, it's not going to necessarily matter for wins for the giants. Um, yeah. The football team is somebody <laughs> I kind of, I, a little bit of like they are um, plus two thirty uh, to win the division. It's, it's, they have not, Ryan a Fitzpatrick. it's not a bad it's not a, pick. Not a bad number. Yeah. Um, Fitz magic. He's, yeah. he's going to sling the ball all over the field. You know, I mean, that's and, the thing about Ryan. He's you know he's going to have two four hundred yard games at least with like four touchdowns, and then he's going to have a game or two where he has four interceptions. So, like, but he's also going to have a game where he he you think they're going to lose, and he heaves it up at the end of the game, yeah. and Terry McLaurin or whoever comes under it, and they they snatch a victory from the jaws of defeat. You gotta um, you you gotta like the football team at that. I mean. That's not a bad number to get. And, and the thing about the football teamers is that last year, their defense was really, really good. One of the top two defenses I mean, in the league. Chase Young is and, yeah. arguably the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Like, he's incredible. So yeah. if, they, if, if, they put, if they keep that defense up top five and Ryan Fitzpatrick offers their offense a little bit more stability, even yes. though he's, you know, as you said, can be wide, wide range of outcomes – better than Dwayne Haskins or Kyle Allen or Alex Smith that they had last year. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I think they, they offer to me uh, a um, easy alternative to the Cowboys um, just because of that defensive stability, right. That gives them that kind of baseline. They're not going to be out of too many, too many games where if they need Ryan Fitzpatrick to come back from 10 points in the fourth quarter, right. It could be 10, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he could do it. Right. So I, I think, they're a sneaky pick. So they were, I want to say seven. Were they seven and nine last year? Yep, they made the playoffs at seven and nine. So does Ryan Fitzpatrick get them? How many more wins does Ryan Fitzpatrick get them? Um, I'm going to say three? two. I'm going to say at least two. Okay, and then let's yeah. give them, let's give them the extra win for the seventeenth game. So now they're they're ten and seven. That's that's that could win the division. Absolutely could win this division. I, I don't think that anybody's going to be running away from it. I, I'm looking for the regular season wins for them. Um, and I'm not finding it. Maybe they took it off the board. Um, but I, I would think I would think 10 and 7 is very much in play. Um, the uh, other other thing I think about Dallas is I think what you said, like they hopefully will put a healthy team together. Um, but – I think that the um, defense is still not necessarily fixed. They had a very bad defense last shaky, year. Shaky, yeah, very um, shaky. And I think the injuries definitely hurt their offensive line. So if their offensive line gets better, I think their offense will be a little bit better, especially with Dak Prescott, of course. Um, so I, I'm not saying that they're slouches, but I don't think they're necessarily a shoe-in um, 
for the playoffs and not a shoe in for the division. Um, it's a bad division, but not going to be as bad as last year. Um, but even with a slightly better defense, I would prefer Washington with a better defense and a lesser offense. Um, so Washington's over under is at eight and a half. Um, oh, over. Yeah. So you have to pay a little bit of juice to go over um, minus one twenty. Um, that's not a bad one. I definitely uh, put that on the list to take uh, after this. You're uh, now that we've talked about it. Uh, you've we've talked you and I've talked myself into um, picking the uh, the football team. Um, okay. Let's get let's get Ryan Fitzpatrick in the playoffs. You know. Let's do it. Let's like, do it. He's, he's never been in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I, I like, you know, and I like Ryan Fitzpatrick that when he was the quarterback of the Jets, he was fun, you know, he's also would make you, you know, squirm with some of the interceptions. Um, but like, he seems like a, a fun, a fun, good team. Like, a, what, what do you call him? A glue guy. Um, right. You know, a, a fun team guy. Uh, and, and I, I, I always appreciated that about him. So um, let's get him in the playoffs. Like, let's. Uh, I'm picking the the football team. Yeah. Um, let, and I guess you know one of the other things that I always say about a football team is that it it's a game of emotion, right? You want to you want your team not to feel deflated uh, when their quarterback goes out there to try to win the game at the end, right? Tom Brady joke right there was <laughs> deflated. Uh, well, you know, not, not on purpose, but I'll take it. I'll, okay. <laughs> um, so you, you want your team to feel inspired. And I think having Ryan Fitzpatrick there, people know he's a veteran. He's, he can bring us back, right? If we're down a little bit, I know that we can come back and the defense knows, Hey, we just got to keep him close. Let's pick it off. Let's get it. Let's get a turnover and then turn it over to Fitzpatrick, right? When you have a quarterback who you don't trust, right? That kind of lowers the level on all the whole team. Um, and especially at the end of the game, if you're down 10, you, you don't trust, I don't know, Kyle Allen to, to bring you back uh, and score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win the game. Um, so you kind of, you know, it, it takes the it takes the air out of the ball to uh, to extend that to Tom Brady metaphor a little bit more. Um, so uh, and the Dallas Cowboys are, are set at nine. You have to pay pay minus 140 to go over nine so i am not going to be doing yeah that. that's um, off that one. but but i think washington over washington to win the division is definitely yeah good. i like that i like it um all right so that's that's kind of how we're going to preview the nfl we're going to go division by division next four weeks so um we also need to preview college football Something that on. is often an afterthought for me, and I know Tim, this is a little bit more of your wheelhouse. So yeah, I'll 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 lean on you a little bit. We're starting we're starting uh starting in the shallow waters of the ACC this week, um as we preview kind of the Big Five conferences, um, ACC dominated by Clemson every year. Yes. Clemson are minus seven fifty. You have to give the bookie seven dollars and fifty cents to win a dollar for them winning the ACC. Um, but I think in the um, ACC Coastal Division, right, um, there are some interesting teams with North Carolina and Miami leading that um, division, both kind of almost co-favorites to win that one. So I, I have a little bit um, – I have some inside, inside info here. Okay, bring it. I went running um, on Sunday, and I – 
observed a portion of BC's practice. Okay. Because uh, they practice on my on my running route. Um, and I saw them run two plays, and then uh, the coach brought everybody in, and it looked like a good team environment. So go BC. I don't know. I That's all I have. I, I, didn't really, I don't really have much there. Um, I did see them practice or for like 10 seconds. I stopped my run and was like, oh, that's cool. Like I, this is a division one football team practicing right across the street. Um, yeah. Clemson cream of the crop. Um, I guess look out for North Carolina. Um, you know, if we are going to, if we believe that college football is all about or the big, you know, not all about, but it largely revolves around the head coach position. Um, Mac Brown being in at North Carolina is huge. Um, so they, they, and you know, every now and then, you know, they, they make some noise. Um, Miami, I believe they are, um, they, they had, I think his name is pronounced Derek King. Um, yep is uh was their quarterback he got hurt last year should be back so that that could be interesting and then um again thinking about like consistency pittsburgh um is returning um their quarterback who had a about a decent season last year um kenny pickett i believe is his name so he or uh, look for look look for pittsburgh and then I don't know the rest. I'll, I'll see if I can catch another BC practice on a run or something uh, to get some more info for next week. But I, I'd say that's those are the teams that have the potential. If Clemson is going to be knocked down a peg, um, that it's probably going to be one of those teams. Although Clemson, you know, every now and then, like they go, they, they go up to like Syracuse and, and get beaten. You know, like it, they're kind of. If I would imagine. As a Clemson fan, it could be quite frustrating because I know as an Ohio State fan, like I'm always worried about that clunker game that like Alabama never seems to have that right. like Clemson sometimes has and Ohio State sometimes has. Um, so I guess like I don't, I don't know who the quarterback is at Clemson, um, but that's obviously okay. going to be a uh, it's going to be a new it's going to be a new. Uh, well, it's a, I guess it's that guy that that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, go ahead. Can you pronounce? Can you pronounce um, that? I don't. No, no, I cannot do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it wrong. But it's uh, DJ. How DJ. About that? Yeah, <laughs> I <got> that part. <laughs> Uwalele, something like that. Well, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so DJ Uwalele is their is their new quarterback. Obviously, he sat in for Trevor Lawrence last yep. year and, and um, did pretty well. He, yeah, he, he was fine, but he, he was the quarterback for their one loss to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, so Notre Dame was sitting in ACC last year as a pandemic uh, uh, pod. Uh, so they are back out of the division right. this year. Um, so so that's not a big part. But UNC does play Notre Dame. Um, I don't think Miami does. Um, but neither, you know, I, I'm kind of a little bit fascinated by UNC and Miami on the other side of Clemson. Um, because one of those two teams, or I guess some of the other teams, but more than likely those two teams are going to get a chance in the, in the ACC title game against Clemson. As you saw, like, as we say, like anything can happen. Right. Um, so, you know, having a shot in the, in the title game is always, you know, um, 
important. You know, even if you're heavily favorite, anything can happen. Injuries, ball bounces weird because it's shaped like a you know, weird egg. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think UNC has a little bit better path than Miami. Miami plays Alabama in the first game. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, but obviously UNC, Miami, Florida uh, game on October 16th will be a big one. UNC's got Notre Dame then um, two weeks later. Um, and Florida State, they have they have a, a run of three games. That's Florida State, Miami, and Notre Dame. So that'll pretty much decide their season. Yeah. Um, but as you said, with uh, with with Mac Brown uh, there, I think, um, and I, I believe that they're returning a quarterback. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. There you go. So they they have consistency as quarterback, consistency as coach. Yeah. So uh, those are um, two. If you have that, I mean, you're gonna in college football, you're gonna do okay. So okay. I, I expect them to, if there is a challenge to Clemson, um, I would expect it to come from uh, North Carolina. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, I still would not pick them to win, but uh, I wouldn't pick anybody to win uh, in, with those odds. Yeah. Um, but there you have it. Is there anything else on the ACC or any other topics we missed this week, Tim? No, I think, uh, you know, Covered we, 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 we sort of, Kind of impressive, actually, if you think about it. We went from Jeopardy to ACC football in in, <laughs> in five moves. You know, yeah. Like, there you go. There you <laughs> go. So yeah, uh, we I think we got it all. Okay. All right. So what are you keeping your eye on this week? I guess I don't know if I said it last week, but I guess we we didn't fo- whether it was like our official keep our eye on it thing. We we kind of have to follow through on hard knocks. So okay. Um, I will do my homework and uh, try to watch because by the time we record next week, there should have been two episodes aired. Um, so, and also, uh, you know, I, I, I don't love like preseason uh, football, but like I'll keep my eye on that. But, you know, like you get, you get to hear some of the, the camp battles and like the games are going to start uh, this weekend. So um, that's kind of a fun thing to pay attention to as well. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I enjoy having football on the TV. It's very soothing a little bit to just have it kind of there. Yeah. Um, even if you don't recognize any of the, the names or the faces, but um, just seeing, you know, the Steelers jerseys and the, you know, and the NBC sports, you know, um, intro and outro and all that good stuff um, just makes me feel like fall is coming. Football season is coming. Um, it, it's uh, a very uh, enjoyable thing to have on the TV. Um, Agreed. Yeah, so that that'll all, and there are three preseason games this year, right? Is that correct? Everybody has three except for Pittsburgh and um, the Cowboys, Cowboys. Who played it, played in the initial game, right? So the Hall of Fame game. It'll be interesting to see how some of the teams adjust their preseason plans because usually, you know, preseason game one you see the starters for like a series, and it's the third preseason game where they maybe play into the third quarter. Um, obviously that'll all change a little bit. Uh, so that could be an interesting thing to watch how teams, if some teams approach the preseason differently uh, because of the fact that there's only three, uh, three games. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think uh, a lot of teams may just hold people out um, and not play them at all. Some people may play them a little bit more if they're a new coach and need to figure out who's who. So is there a, is there like a QB competition somewhere that we should be paying attention to? Like, 
Um, well, I think number one is Denver, Teddy Bridgewater against Drew Locke. Um, Teddy Bridgewater should, should have that one. Yeah, Mac Jones against um, Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton will hold that one yeah, initially. Yeah, I, I would think he's the um, star. Is there What's one in happening? Carolina? Uh, Sam Darnold, I think, is, is the yeah. presumptive starter. I don't even know who else is on their roster. As I think they picked up Kyle Allen from Washington that we okay. mentioned. Not not blowing anybody's hair back, but I think they have a light competition there. Um, Will Greer um, and Philip Walker apparently are the um, are the other two. Um, okay. Then what? I guess what's happening? Well, San Francisco. I guess San Francisco with uh, Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Yeah, and everything. You know, I read an article that Trey Lance is you know looks incredible. Um, in camp. So that, that could be an interesting, uh, interesting development. Um, what's happening in Chicago. Yep. That is would be Andy, Andy Dalton is probably going to start the season. Um, yeah. Any chance Justin Fields can Justin Fields will probably beat him out. I think somebody, uh, joked that the Rams have an easier schedule, um, because they are the only team that's guaranteed to face Andy Dalton because they are facing the Bears on week one. So after that, <laughs> uh, there's there's no guarantee that Andy Dalton will still be the starting quarterback. So um, that one should be, again, similar to New England, where it's it's Andy Dalton to start and not very long. Um, Kim Newton might last a little bit longer than Andy Dalton. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I know that much was made, or he, he gave an interview that said that having COVID – um, had a much larger effect on him than we ever that he ever let on. Um, so maybe you know a, a healthier COVID-free Cam Newton will be will be better. I, I like Cam Newton. He's he's a yep. fun guy to fun guy to root for. Um, and then Indianapolis, we got yes, you know, yes, is when Carson come back? Question, yeah. Is it going to be five weeks? Is it going to be twelve weeks? Right. Whatever that range was. Yeah. Uh, and who's if it's going to be longer? Who's the who will they go with? That'll be uh, you know that'll be interesting to, to pay attention to. So I guess that's a lot to answer. Let's see you <laughs> let's see you weave that one into keep your ears glued to yeah, keep yeah. your eyes glued to all yeah. that stuff that we just talked yeah. about. So. <laughs> I, oh, I'm man. going. I'm going to uh, make the executive decision and choose one of those items. Okay. All right. um, you got it. So here, here's what we're going to go. Here's what we're going to do. So keep your eyes glued to your homework, which is watching Hard Knocks for yep. next week. And keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. All right. See you. <laughs> that would have been an incredible outro if you had keep your eyes glued to the quarterback controversy in Denver and yeah. Indianapolis. and. <laughs> Oh, one, one of these times, I'll, I'll try to turn it into a, a, a list, a micro, you know, micro machines guy. I don't know if anybody talks about the micro machine. That guy, guy was great. Yeah. 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 Yes. So just a, a blistering of all these things. Um, or I won't, and I'll just pick one thing. Right. Well, we'll um, yeah, that's, but, that's a blast from the past, that micro machine guy. Yeah. I, I don't the, the kids don't know about the micro machine. Also... I was watching a movie the other day and they referenced this guy. Also a blast from the past commercial that you just made me think of by referencing him. Uh, the Time to Make the Donuts. Remember him? No. The guy from Dunkin' Donuts? Was it a Dunkin' Donuts commercial?
guess. And like, it would be this guy that like woke up, like his alarm clock went off, and he'd be like groggy walking through his house, and be like, time to make the donuts. And it was, like, I think it was this guy with dark hair and a, and a, and a mustache. Look him up. Okay. I'll have to check that out because yeah. we, didn't, we didn't have Duncan in Missouri. So oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah.